tell you something. as I fully wake up and realize where I am. Oh, my bones crack and pop as I twist my body to the edge of my bed. Why do I feel like I've been hit by a truck? My heart burning like I just sprinted through a finish line. Holding my hand over my chest, I notice a thin layer of sweat. I turn my hand over to see the burn in my palm. I can feel my heart beat in it as it throbs bits of last night revealing itself, but what the hell happened to me? I, I stand up and pop my back into place before looking around my room. Each vertebrae complaining with a hollow pop. My eyes scan the room. More and more of my daily crap has been building up around me. I don't know why, but I get the feeling of when I lived with a house full of people during a semester in college. But this is no excuse for this. I move toward the door, stepping over things in my path. Why can't I remember? I walk past the front door and my eyes catch the side of the envelope that was left there. My memory comes screaming back to me. The envelope still sits on the ground. Something inside of it torn to pieces. I quickly pick up the pieces and set them on my kitchen counter. The thick, rain-warped envelope sitting unevenly next to it. My jigsaw brain puts the pieces together. Moving around the scattered pieces on my counter, eyes peek through this image. A mouth moves into places, a torso becoming more visible, and a figure starts coming together. My heart starts to sink as a feeling of familiarity falls over me. A painting starts to come together in front of me. A postcard of a painting. My memory of the first postcard. I move the last few pieces together to complete the image. While our subject still stands soaking wet center frame amidst a dark city alley. The figure before a young girl. She seems to have grown. Hmm. A teenager now. The poor face still sad and lost in this horrifying scene she stands in. The fear and loneliness growing up with her. My eyes wander and get caught over her left shoulder as I notice the second figure. This figure, while appearing more sharp and clear in the painting than last time, still is a dark gray and featureless. 
If I hadn't been looking for him, he might have faded into the cityscape he also lives in. This haunting figure of a man sits on her shoulder, like a little devil, or angel. Either way, this second subject is growing with her. After some quick tape, I was able to flip the postcard over to reveal the short message scribbled underneath the large loopy capital S. Ice runs through my veins as I read it. There was once a tale of two, two that are now looking for you. They will look, look high and tall, short and small. The answer lies where gold smiles fall. I see another small box sitting at the top of the large envelope. My hand shakes as I grab it and open it without pause. I almost immediately drop it to the counter and hear the rattle of a gold tooth tumbling from the box. What the hell? Well, my theory of this being a prank is pretty much thrown out as the gold tooth glints off the dark counter. Hello? Hello, Lisa. Good morning. Oh, hi, Dr. Soren. I'm putting on my jacket, and before I leave the house and battle this storm to sit in my office for an hour, I just wanted to make sure you will be joining me this time. Yes, Dr. Soren, I'm so sorry about missing our last appointment and not calling to cancel. I, I'm also heading out the door as we speak. I turn back toward the gold tooth. We have some new things to talk about. Okay, well, I'll be there, and please call if anything comes up, okay? Okay, thank you, Doctor. Find anything? Lots of letters. This guy apparently didn't believe in the internet yet. But just family and work-related things. No red flags. Yet. Okay. Keep looking. Hold on. What's this? Looks like he might have been keeping it as part of a class or something. Every corner is dated. Looks more like a journal. Every page is filled to the brim. Every line. Victim with a cloudy mind. That's nothing new. Anything that helps us? Hmm. Not yet. Hey, Brennan, look at this. Nice watch. Schaefer, keep looking. I'm seeing a name pattern here. He keeps referring to this Dr. Beaumont. Maybe his dentist? No, he's... 
talking about starting this journal at the request of Dr. Beaumont. Like so kind of therapy. Psychiatry. Dr. Lisa Beaumont. I sit in Dr. Soren's waiting area, clutching my hand as the pain from the burn still throbs. I look out the window, seeing that the storm is picking up again. Nervously, I pick a bit of dried mud that somehow escaped my shower out from under my nails. I've been seeing Dr. Soren for 15 years, and it's always the moments before our sessions where I feel the most vulnerable like I'm a breath away from a nervous breakdown. But also, these are the moments when I feel like I need her most. Like she's the only soul on the planet to bring me back. These recent events are causing me to lose parts of myself, parts that keep my days on track and my nights peaceful. I've never been one for games, but it seems like I've been in one recently, and I'm losing. But to what end? Lisa, come on in. We walk into her office that for some reason feels a bit colder than usual. I pull my jacket over my shoulders and I tuck into the seat. Feeling her eyes look me up and down as I sit. I pull my sleeves down trying to cover my dirty fingernails and the burn still radiating from my palm. Well, thank you for being here today, Lisa. No, thank you. Again, I'm... I'm so sorry about missing last time. Yeah, that was quite unusual for you, seeing as after 15 years you never even miss a phone call. <laughs> it was strange looking out that door to an empty couch. You want to tell me what's been going on? My voice catches in my throat, like something inside of me is snatching the words before they can leave my mouth. Sensing this, Dr. Soren speaks while continuing to glance at my hands. Lisa, this is me. What's going on? After a deep breath. I honestly don't know where to start. Okay, well, let's start at last week. Since missing your appointment was the first uncharacteristic action from you for a long time, where were you? Why is it so hard to spit it out? Something keeps stopping me. Some strange things have been happening, Dr. Soren. I pick at my fingernails and let a few moments of silence pass as my voice seems to have an unseen hand over its mouth. Lisa, I think you forget who you are talking to. I know you aren't telling me something. As your psychiatrist, I can't press you any more than I already have. But as your friend... Please, just tell me not to worry. Everything has just been feeling off. I honestly feel like this constant rain is getting to me. I chuckle, trying to mask my feelings. I think it's more than the rain, sweetie. Dr. Soren has always been someone who could see through a brick wall if she wanted to. I'm telling her everything on my face, but still my voice is left silenced. My days that up until last week have been more or less on track have been very rudderless. Lisa, 
You're not a ship. You are not some floating lumberyard without a compass. For years we have been breaking down and relating that feeling of being consistently lost. You are a person. People are always lost, always falling off. Constantly grabbing for the invisible wire to guide us along. These people are just like you, Lisa. We are all on this same line heading home. Now until I can get some details on what has actually been bothering you, I don't know how to help. A fiery feeling in my throat. I think you are right. I... I just need to reach out again. The line is always there, Lisa. I can see the bullshit meter break over Dr. Soren's head as she cracks a smile that hurts more than her sharp words ever could. I can't tell her anything. I think what you need is a return to normalcy, in even the smallest ways. Treat your patients today like you always do, and when you get home, have a normal night, okay? Read an old book. I actually still have a package from back home to open. These strange days have caused me to completely ignore it. Yes, perfect. Take some time tonight to forget about what has been bothering you and open this package. Doctor's orders. My eyes well up as the dark details of my new life fill the whites of my eyes with lies. My teeth get pulled together and invisible fish hooks pull my face into a painful smile. Practically feeling the physical hand moving at my back to make me sit up straight and present myself as okay to Dr. Soren. But I'm not okay. And the smile is not mine. Well, if there's nothing else I can help with. Her voice sounded more disappointed with each sentence. Yeah, I, I think that's it. Psychiatry pays well. Look at this place. We got into the wrong line of work, Brennan. Who are we here to see? Dr. Lisa Beaumont. Doesn't look like she's home. Did she hold a festival on this lawn? Look at this. The yard is all torn up. Looks like dozens of footsteps around the whole yard. No tire tracks. Her flowers took the brunt of it. What are we going to do if she's not home? Eh, we'll find her. Luckily, the information we have showed another doctor. Dr. Elise Soren. Huh. Apparently, that's Beaumont's psychiatrist. What? Really? What is it with these psychiatrists? Seems like one constant stream of screwed-up minds treating more screwed-up minds. How long until we're all psychiatrists constantly treating each other? Always seemed like a scam to me. Schaefer, I'm gonna have to ask you to keep your mouth shut during this conversation, okay? But you get what I'm saying, though. Will you just let me knock on the door? Sure. Go ahead. What the hell? What is that? Look at this door. It's burnt to a crisp. Hmm. Got an explanation for that? No. 
I sit in my office, tapping my pen, waiting for my first appointment. Miguel, taking Dr. Soren's advice on trying to return to what was normal. I decided I'm going to act like the last few days didn't happen and move on as best I can. Everything up until now has just been a sick prank. Dr. Soren is right in saying that this is unusual for me. My life has not been a simple and easy path, but the last few years have been relatively normal. I have been able to maintain a practice with clients that I see myself in and help them through their issues that mirror my own past issues. Speaking of past issues, Miguel's first issue was being on time. Hmm. I'll give him another minute or two before calling. I've also made the decision to find a better fit for Morgan. My mind hurts trying to wrap my mind around the complexity of that man. His voice from my nightmare fills my head and brings a tear to my eye. I can't help him. And I can't help but think he is responsible for what has been happening. My body aches from the feeling that came over me with Dr. Soren and stopped me from talking about him. I look onto the surface of my desk and see the pawn piece that Morgan left for me after our last chess game. I spin the pawn around under my thumb and over my fingers and think about what to do about Morgan. That feeling in me isn't letting me put down the pawn as easily. My eyes wander up to the clock and I see that Miguel is now a half hour late. Hmm. Like me, Miguel is usually never late. Hmm, very strange. Hello, can I help you? Yes, we're Detective Brennan and Detective Schaefer. We're looking for a Dr. Elise Soren. Yes, that's me. How can I help you, detectives? We've been trying to track down someone who we believe is a patient of yours. Dr. Lisa Beaumont? Yes, she was actually just here earlier today for her session. Is everything okay? We just want to ask her some questions. In reference to what? I'm afraid we're not able to elaborate, but it's very serious. Would you know where else we might be able to find her? Yeah, we've already been up to her home with no luck. I think her office. I know she has at least one session scheduled, so she should be there for the next hour or two. Do you need the address? No, we got it. Thanks, Doctor. Well, can't say I didn't deserve this. Looks like Miguel stood me up today. This is my third time calling. Might as well leave a message. Hello, Miguel. This is Dr. Beaumont. I'm here in my office for our appointment. I hope everything is okay and that we can get your session rescheduled. Please give me a call and we'll go from there. Thank you, Miguel. A deja vu moment hits me as my eyes focus out my window across the room in front of me. I see the dark, rainy clouds rolling in again and swallowing the city once more. Still holding the pawn in my fingers. I think of Morgan waiting in the park for me. And I feel myself reaching for my coat. Dr. Soren filling my head. Home. Home is where I'm headed. Mm -hmm. 
Somehow on the drive home, I was able to calm myself down. Stopping at the liquor store, but remembering I have more than enough therapy to get through the night. The thought of Morgan being alone hurts me, but I need to think about myself right now. I pull my car into the muddy path that has now turned into a muddy stream running down the mountain. My headlights flood my front door as I come to a stop. My windshield wipers struggling to keep up even at a dead stop. Great, no umbrella. My hair and clothing is quickly soaked as I struggle toward the door. What the hell? I notice the surface of my front door. It has been burnt to hell. The fibers of the wood practically splintering into a black mist. Some parts of the burn spread like veins through the wood. The wood is charred and brittle, flaking off in my fingers. What could have... <gasps> From behind me, a bright light floods me in my doorway. I can practically feel the heat of it on the back of my neck. I spin around like a top to a blinding light flooding the whole front of my home. My eyes squinting into it like I'm staring into the sun almost creating a ringing in my ears as my teeth clench tightly down, the heat of the light getting warmer and warmer. I can feel the light narrowing on me as I brace myself for the worst. My keys fall to the ground at my feet as I hold my hands up, peeking through my fingers. I can make out two figures moving toward me. Dr. Lisa Beaumont? In this moment, my heart has sunk. Been recovered and now has sunk again. Who are you? What do you want? Two men emerge from the light, their heavy footsteps stepping through my now-destroyed yard, their faces deep in shadow, until they walk into the dim doorway light. Both men, over six feet, towering over me, dressed in thick raincoats, and what were probably once nice shoes. They walk up looking angry and soaking wet. The second man hangs back a few steps with an umbrella open as the first man steps right up to me under the shelter of my doorway. The beaded drops running off his nose, his lips tensed as the biting wind swirling in my doorway chills him, the feeling that my life being in danger escalating with every breath. My eyes dart down to the keys at my feet, my only defense. Before he can speak, I reach around my back to turn my door handle. I I can't reach it. We're looking for a Dr. Lisa Beaumont. I'm Detective Brennan. This is Detective Schaefer. Are you Lisa Beaumont? Dr. Lisa Beaumont? Yes, I am. What is this about? Well, Dr. Beaumont, we've been trying to find you all day. You're a hard lady to track down. Schaefer, we had some questions regarding a patient of yours. Is this really the best time for this? My heart beating a mile a minute. Well, like we said... We've been looking for you all day. Are you aware that a patient of yours, Miguel Segura, has been reported missing and since been found deceased? Oh my god. No, he... He he didn't show up for his appointment today. I can't believe this. He's dead? When was the last time you had contact with him? Late last week. He, He called to cancel his appointment, complaining about a bad tooth. He usually calls if he's even a minute late. The tooth. Bad tooth, huh? Did he give you any other information about where he was going or 
who he was going to meet. No, he... Think again. Excuse me? Schaefer, please. Since he's been found, his family turned over most of his personal items to us to try and narrow down where he went that day. Included in those personal items was his daily journal, which we believe was at your request. Last page, the only person he mentions is you, and the only place he mentions is your office. The feeling coming over me from within. My heart starts to ache and burn with the physical heat radiating from my chest. The phantom hand running up my spine and around the back of my neck, clenching tighter as I stare into the detective's eyes. The smoke from my burning insides practically seeping from my lips as I speak. I saw him in person two weeks ago when he showed up for his appointment. I spoke to him over the phone when he called to cancel. This is horrifying news, Detective. My voice sounding more monotone and robotic with each sentence. My own voice becoming less and less recognizable. Would you mind if we came in for a second to ask some more detailed questions? I... Mine very much, Detective. I need to get my notes ready for tomorrow's appointments. Okay. When is good for you, Doctor? I understand you must have a busy schedule. Would you have time tomorrow to come down to the station for questioning? We just want to get to the bottom of this. This poor man's family is looking everywhere for answers. Any help is greatly appreciated, Doctor. I'm afraid I won't be able to tomorrow. I'll be in touch with his family to help us all through this difficult time. Thank you, Detectives. I turn myself back around toward my door and pray for them to leave. I go and reach for the handle when I'm stopped by a tap on my shoulder. Turn partly around to see Detective Brennan holding my keys up to me. Have a good evening, Doctor. A half-smile breaks away from me as I grab the keys from his hand and let myself in. The keys sticking in the lock as I squeeze through the partly open door, trying to shield my home from the detective's peering eyes. I close the door behind me and lean up against the door, sliding down the surface of the door until I sit on the ground with my head in my hands. I can't believe he's dead. What is going on? What is going on? What am I going to do? The sound of a low whistle like a boiling tea kettle is in a far off room. Oh my god, who's there? My answering machine starts to play on its own. Hello, Lisa. This is uh, Dr. Soren. I was just visited by two detectives here at my office. They were asking about you. They wouldn't tell me why, but that it's very serious. Lisa, please tell me that this is all some misunderstanding with the police. I know you were hiding something during our session earlier, and I'm really speaking to you as your friend now. If this is at all real, please turn yourself in. Lisa, trust me. Nothing good will come from hiding, okay? I stand up and immediately almost collapse back down to the floor. My eyes move around the room as I notice that my home is completely trashed. Everything has been ransacked, flipped over, and torn apart. The answering machine is sitting on the floor next to a shattered glass table it was once sitting on. The light to my desk on its side on the ground illuminating and creating a spotlight onto the wall. The whistle from the wind getting louder as I walk closer to the answering machine by the back door. The back door is slightly open as the sound of the storm outside gets louder and louder. The wind thrashing at the window as I shut the door and lock it. I walk back over to the answering machine. Please, 
Listen to me, Lisa. Please talk to me. I rub my hand around my neck and swallow the last bit of fiery heat that still sits in my throat. The feeling of a bad sore throat leaving a taste in my mouth. An iron-like blood taste coating my teeth like I've been chewing molten metal. I turn around and see my reflection in the glass back door. The dark trees in the distance making my dimly lit reflection pop out at me even more. The destruction of my home reflecting back, surrounding me in this horrible image of myself. My hair down, windswept, and soaking wet from the rain. My eyes welled up and dried, streaks of tears down both cheeks. I look around to see that all of the mysterious packages and their contents have been taken from my home. My aunt's package is gone too, and I think of Morgan. Was Morgan here? Did he do this? I reach into my pocket and pull out the pawn piece from Morgan's chess game. I'm realizing now that I can't simply forget about Morgan. He won't let me. I believe he is in control now. And while I'm in the back seat, I can't wait until morning. <laughs>